Welcome to the Running After 40 podcast, the podcast about all things related to running at 40 and beyond, produced by www.runningwithgrit.com. We help you stay physically healthy and emotionally strong at any running pace. I'm Sarah, your host, and a wife, a full-time working mom with three kids, three dogs, and a lifetime passion for running. Whether you are a veteran runner looking to maximize your times as a master runner or a brand new jogger starting in your 40s, 50s, or any age, this podcast will be there for your journey. I want to share stories, secrets, and strategies for success. This includes mistakes and lessons learned, all related to running past age 40. Let's hit the play button together and hit the roads as runners with grit after age 40. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 38 of the Running After Age 40 podcast. Uh, Today's episode is going to be a fun one. It's going to be about introspection, dreaming big, and choosing confidence in our running after the age of 40. So I just want to start this off by emphasizing that uh, I don't proclaim to be an expert in any of these. I'm really trying to grow physically, emotionally, uh, and as I'm doing this, I figure I might as well just share it with all of you. Uh, Some of the episodes that I've done on, you know, the mental things that I am learning are the most, uh, I have the most listeners on those. So I figure I'll just keep sharing, keep learning, keep growing and putting it out there. And uh, we'll just all <laughs> try to, to try to get better together. Uh, I did want to mention this episode is sponsored by OutSchool. So if you go to www.outschooler, it's O-U-T-S-C-H-O-O-L-E-R.me back Backslash, backslash Sarah, you will get $20 course for free for your kiddo. Uh, and it might seem kind of unrelated to a running podcast, but there's been a lot of times that I had my youngest do an out school class while I was working out. Uh, it's kind of like a babysitter where they're learning and it's actually a live teacher and they can learn about anything and everything. And actually there's even physical classes on there too. So they can take a dance class, they can uh, take a foreign language class, anything and everything. So that's my little thing about out school. And then let's get on with the show. Okay, so I'm going to talk about three things. I'm going to talk about asking yourself better questions and introspection of yourself. Uh, I'm going to talk about dreaming big because I don't think we do it enough. And then I'm talking about choosing success and confidence. Uh, So... If I haven't said it before, uh, just FYI, like I started a whole new career uh, in February of this year, uh, and it's been really different, but it's been amazing. And just the continuous learning has made me just a better like mom, a better wife, uh, maybe not a faster runner, but uh, definitely a more, when I'm, I, how do I describe it? Maybe productive. Like I look forward to my runs more. I feel like I'm, you know, I, I never skip and I used to not be like that. You know, I kind of was like, used to walk around the house several times and just kind of wait and procrastinate. And now I just feel like I am much more uh, prone to just getting up and doing it. So let's just talk, you know, about asking ourselves better questions and doing introspection. Uh, so three questions that I'm actually using with some of my job candidates, uh, you know, to think about and get themselves started. You know, how do how do you feel today? So, you know, just ask yourself first thing in the morning, how do I feel today? And be honest with yourself, like pretend that you're answering it to someone else and figure that out because that, that could play a big role on what you set as an intention for your workout. If you feel a little sluggish, maybe your intention is going to be, I'm going to go a little easier 
easier on myself. If you wake up and you ask yourself, how do I feel today? And you're like, I feel really good. Then maybe you need to step it up a little bit and change the workout plan. Uh, the, the one I really like is how do I want to show up? So how do I want to show up for, you know, your day-to-day life, but also your run? Like, how do I want to show up for my run? Do I want to show up kind of shoulders down? Like I have to do this, like, oh, geez, I have a long run today. Or do I want to show up like, wow, I'm super grateful that these shoes like provide me some cushioning and that I've got new socks and that I have a fantastic trail to run on and, uh, you know, that I've got maybe a new podcast or an audiobook to listen to. You know, there's all kinds of things that you can think about as far as how do I want to show up for this. And setting an intention before each workout is so important. And, you know, it just sets the tone and you can do it for your workout. You can do it for, you know, your... Uh, next meeting, you can set an intention for how you're going to act with, you know, a dinner with one of your kids, you know, whatever. But I think uh, really deciding how you want to show up for your workout, you know, a lot of times we just go through the motions and we're so if you're a runner, and you've been a runner for a long time, you're just so used to lacing up your shoes and going but like, what do you want to feel on that run? And what do you want to get out of it? I think those are really good. The third question is, am I climbing the right mountain? So I'll just repeat that one again. Am I climbing the right mountain? And I don't mean it literally. I mean it like figuratively. So are you going after the right thing? You know, we are, if if you're listening to this, you're probably over 40. Your body works a little differently. Are you setting your sights on the right race distances? Are you setting your sights on the right number of miles per week? Are you doing the right amount of cross training? Are you doing the strength training that you should be doing to make sure that you stay relatively injury free. Uh, you know, so asking yourself if you're climbing the right mountain means like, am I going in the right direction that's going to serve me and make me a better runner? Uh, and if you're not, that's okay. But then you can, you know, go, uh, go down that mountain and chase another one, get, you know, pick a different one to go up. So I think those, uh, that's a good one. Uh, another thing I think, and we don't, we all have 24 hours a day, right? So this is literally like a 10 second question to yourself at the end of the workout quickly. How did I go? How did it go? Did I show up the way that I intended to? What would I have done differently that would have made that workout go better? Just a really, really quick self-reflection. You can do it in a car. If you drive to a trail, if you come inside and you're filling your water bottle back up, just ask yourself, like, how did it go? How did I show up? What did I do for myself? Like, did I, did I have? Did I f- fulfill my intention on that workout? And if not, then, you know, the next day you've got another day uh, and you are, your body's like knows, your brain knows that that question's going to come. So it's going to be more apt to be like on par with your, what, what your uh, intention is. Okay. So those are just some introspective questions. It's a good way to just have positive mental nutrition. Uh, and I'll just say them again quickly. How do I feel today? How do I want to show up? And am I climbing the right mountain? Okay. Uh, the second kind of subtopic for today is dreaming big. Uh, so I think most of us don't dream big enough. Like we, a lot of people don't set goals at all. Like I think it's over 80% of people like literally don't set any goals. And I'll be honest and say for a long time, I didn't set goals because I was afraid to not meet them. Uh, and I thought that if they, you know, just set me up for failure, cause I was kind of just trying to live each day and make it through and, you know, goal setting, you know, was something I did in my twenties and my thirties. But like once I hit my forties, I was a parent and everything was focused on that. And so my goal is kind of went by the wayside. So I think we need to think back. 
we need to like have a wake up call. We need to start dreaming big again. Uh, so I think everybody has a dream, right? We just might not say them aloud and we might not say them to ourselves. So like, what is your big dream? Because if you're not dreaming it, then you're not being your best self. So I think, you know, just ask yourself another question. What's my dream? And you know, when do I want to accomplish it? Well, maybe it's now. Make a list, do the list and go after your dreams because you might be closer than you think that you are to them. Uh, this one is, uh, when you think about your dreams, uh, if you think about what the gap is between where you are and what you, where you want to be, that can really make you think strategically. And it's a good way to not just set goals and, you know, be like the, uh, what's the format for goals? The smart goals. I, I'm not necessarily saying you have to do that with your running. I'm saying just think about like what you want to be at the end of 2022. What do you have to do to get there? And if it's to be, you know, have less injuries, then it's probably to up your strength training. So write it down, put it on your calendar. Don't just put it on your calendar as like workout, but like put specifically what you're going to do on that day, what time it is and schedule it just like you would with an appointment with a friend. Um, I think the quote, the statistic is about seven out of 10 uh, people feel imposter syndrome. And what that means is they feel like they're just not uh, able to do the things that they think they are. Like you might be like, I'm a runner, but I'm not really a runner. Oh my gosh. I've said that so many times in my forties. It's kind of embarrassing. Like um, people ask me like, oh, you like to run? I'm like, well, I used to be a runner, but now I just like jog, you know, blah, blah, blah. I have such imposter syndrome about running. Um, And uh, I think when we do that, the problem is like our brain like believes that. And it's like, oh, you're not really a runner, Sarah. Like you need to slow down. Uh, So anytime we try something new or anytime we try to set big dreams or big goals, our brains like really do try to stop us. So what happens What what when you have that thought or when I have that thought that Sarah, you're not a real runner, that's like true imposter syndrome. And it's a thought. So what to do with that? Like you need to realize and I need to realize that our thoughts are not facts. Like the fact is like you're still getting out there and a mile is a mile and it doesn't matter how slow or how fast you go. You still are like putting one foot in front of the other and doing it. Uh, so I think realizing your thoughts are not facts and you can question them. So when that thought pops up in my head the next time, I'm going to ask it like, well, why would, why do you not think you're a runner? Like, and when I say like, well, my pace, well, why does that matter? Like, and if you think about it and you just start asking yourself a series of questions, you realize that these thoughts are are not, you know, serving you and you need to just get rid of them. And our life is what our thoughts make of it. And a lot of the things that I'm talking about today come from Tony Robbins. They come from Ed Milet. They come from Jenna Kutcher. Um, They come from a lot of different personal development leaders. So I'm just throwing in kind of a mesh of some of my favorite things that I've written down in the last couple of weeks. So again, our life is what our thoughts make of it. uh, And we need to question the thoughts if they don't serve us. Uh, so if we want to, you know, have a real tangible thing, what's one thing you can do today that's again, that's going after your goals? Cause most of us are closer to our goals than we think. Uh, so if you think of like, if you want to run a 5k, like what's one thing you can do today? Maybe it's go out and walk, uh, you know, a couple miles. Maybe it's run a mile and then walk a couple. Like what's one thing you can really actually do? And if you can't run because you're injured, then you can probably walk or you can probably do some yoga. You can do something today. And I just want to know, like, uh, 
a lot of times you just have to look at like what's holding you back. So I was thinking about what's been holding me back for me. I'm, I, you know, I've been doing really well with nutrition. Uh, I've been in May. I was honest with my husband. I said, gosh, I had too much wine in May. So I, I really feel like that's holding me back. So I was going to starting June 1st, just cut out alcohol completely again. Cause I feel like I feel best then, but today is May 31st. And so I'll just tell you, I decided to stop today. Like I'm not going to wait for the first of the month or for a Sunday or for the new year or anything like that. Like don't wait for some random number just to start afresh. Like you could, if you ate like poorly for breakfast, it doesn't mean that you can't have a great lunch and you have to just throw the nutrition out for the window. Or if you missed a couple runs, like start, go for a walk tonight. Like don't wait and say, I'm going to get back on track next week or when my, um, my new shoes come, like whatever. Like there's so many things that we do like that when we could actually just start right then. Uh, the other really good thing, we talked about this in a podcast before, uh, you know, surrounding ourselves with the people that we want to be like or that are a level up from us uh, is you can look at the people that are successfully running after age 40 and figure out what the heck they're doing and model yourself after them. I do that on Instagram. I don't, uh, I got off other social media for right now, um, but I still do have my running Instagram account and I follow runners after the age 40 who are successful who are happy, who are fulfilled, and who are doing it. And I'm trying to figure out what what are they doing that I can add in and and do. And I shouldn't say try because on a podcast before I said take try out of your vocabulary. So that's what I'm doing. I'm not mindlessly scrolling through Instagram. I'm trying to figure out how I can emulate some of those people that are successful uh, and do that. Uh, And, you know, just being really specific is terrific. I love that little uh, phrase too. uh, Because if we are like really general about I'm going to eat better or I'm going to start running again, like as specific as you can about your goals, you know, that is a smart part of the smart goals, uh, but it really will make a big difference. All right. Uh, the last segment here is just going to be something I'm going to say from my heart, especially if you're a parent. Uh, I think it's going to be the topic is like choosing success and confidence. But I really want to start uh, by talking about your kids. Uh, I've got three. And, you know, when they were little, I did do some road races. I, I will say I always exercised. Uh, but even though I did, I felt a lot of guilt about the time away and the time that it took. Uh, and like thought, geez, maybe I should be doing something differently. Um, and I read something recently and it really resonated with me. So maybe it will with you too. And, uh, this again was Ed Milet and his phrase is that most things are caught, not taught. So again, most things are caught, not taught. And he gave a really big explanation about how our kids are continually watching us and they're modeling themselves after us. And we know that, right? I mean, we've all read books and we know about parenting and, you know, they children do what we do and not what we say. But I don't know that I applied it as much to my running. I mean, obviously, I want my kids to be fit. So, like, if I thought, like, exercise, you know, I want to be a good role model for them. But... He takes it a step further. 
And he talks about how you're actually neglecting your kids if you're not going after your own personal goals. So like neglect is a big word, but he says you are actually neglecting some of your emotional health if you're not going after your own personal goals. And if you're not reaching for these big dreams, because we're sitting there telling, you know, our sons and daughters, you can be anything you want to be. You can go, you know, you, the sky is the limit. Go after your dreams. And then what do we do? Like, what would you do if your son or daughter came to you today and said, mom, dad, you told me I can reach for my dreams, but why aren't you? And I think if we think about that, like it hit, that really hit me. It actually almost brought me to tears. I was like, geez, like my kids asked me that, you know, how would I answer? Am I going after my dreams, you know, in my career, in my relationships, in my marriage, in my uh, physical fitness? Like, do I have personal goals that I'm going after and I'm going after them a hundred percent? I am intentional, you know, and uh, I'm setting, you know, appropriate goals, but yet having big dreams. Like, am I doing all those things that I want them to do. Cause if I'm not, I'm failing them. So I, you know, again, you can think about your kid asking you that question. How would you answer? And I'll just say like, stop being guilty. Like I stopped being guilty after I heard that. And I also just took kind of the word balance out of my vocabulary because I really don't think there's a place for it. I think that taking massive action and being intentional and being present when you're with your kids or when you're at work and um, that that's a better thing than trying to go for balance because balance means that you're tipping the scales and something's always going to feel low and then you that guilt seeps in. Uh, So I think instead of that, just being action oriented and intentional is helps me and maybe it'll help you. Uh, and then back to confidence. Um, confidence confidence is key in our running. I mean, it's so key. If you feel confident at the beginning of your long run, most likely you're going to kill it. And if you feel worried and anxious, uh, then you need to ask yourself, like, what am I worried about in this long run? Like, what what really am I worried about? Or if you're, like, super anxious about a race, like, again, what specifically are you worried about? There's something, like, uh, where you can use a worry box and you can actually write it down and say, this is, this is exactly what I'm worried about. Uh, so what's the worst thing that can happen in my workout? What's the worst thing that I can ha- that can happen in this race? And then read what you wrote or read what you said and figure out how you can minimize that from happening. Like if you're worried, like what's the worst thing that can happen if I don't finish my long run? Well, okay. How can I minimize the chance of that happening? Well, I can hydrate. I can fuel. I can uh, make sure that I pace myself appropriately. I can do all these things. And then you have to look at that and you can say, if I do all these things and then that worst possible thing still happens, I know I did everything I could to prevent that. So really, I have to be satisfied, right? We can be happy with something without being and still be unsatisfied with the result. Those are two different things. So again, we can be happy, but we can be unsatisfied satisfied with the results. And that's okay. That's not failing. That's trying to figure out, you know, okay, that that happened and we're going to go back and we're going to figure out how not to happen it again or not to have that happen again. So I think if you really identify what you're worried or anxious about with regards to running, and if it's, you know, maybe you're anxious about starting running because you're just afraid that you're not going to be able to stick with it. Well, why wouldn't you stick with it? What's the worst thing that can happen if you don't stick with it? Well, then you'd have to restart again. Is that really such a big deal? Like we have all these things 
things that we're, you know, anxious about. And if we'd really sit down and think, what's the worst thing that could happen if that outcome happens? And how can I minimize, minimize that? And if I do the things to minimize it, I have to be happy with the result. So that's, I think that's uh, helpful. And just going back to the guilt and the balance, um, I think I'm just going to tell you, like, other people's opinions of you are not your business. And I may have said that on this show before, but I do believe it. Uh, There's going to be people that do judge you for running and taking time away from your kids. Maybe it's somebody in your family. Maybe it's your parents. And they're like, oh, my gosh, you're going to do another race or you're going to run. Like, who cares? If they're not somebody that you asked for their thought and then don't take their criticism or their opinions. Now, if it's somebody you reach out and you value their opinion and you really think like, am I doing too much? Like, am I kind of jeopardizing my family? Then you need to listen to it and and own up to it. But if it's somebody that is just throwing out their criticism because maybe they're out of shape, like just take that one right off your, uh, that, and pretend that erase that one because other people's opinions that you didn't ask are not your business. All right. Uh, and then just finishing up here, um, I like a couple of different sayings that I've heard. So I thought they might motivate you like they did on me. Uh, again, I'm talking about big dreams today. So your dreams are a gamble, but you should bet on yourself is a really good one. Um, just a reminder that you can change your brain and how we talked about those thoughts that we have. And if the thoughts aren't, your thoughts aren't facts and if they're not serving you, you should question them. Uh, so that's another one. And then C.S. Lewis, uh, my daughter wrote this one to me a couple years ago. You are never too old to set another goal or to dream another dream. And then it's uh, just taking that one step further. You can choose to dream or you can choose to do. So which one are you going to do? Are you going to just, you know, dream? Like I'm, I'm, this whole episode is kind of about setting huge goals and dreaming, but it's also about doing. So just take some action. The littlest things compound, just like we talked about in the episode uh, about atomic habit, habits, but they really, truly do. It's like compound interest, but compound exercise results. And then I'll just leave you that success is in the journey, not just in the results. And as always, I just truly appreciate each and every one of you listening. Uh, and I hope that we can continue to grow together. Uh, and just a reminder that I am so imperfect and I'm just trying to take massive action to just become better in every aspect of my life, especially running. So uh, connect with me on Instagram. It's running with grit over there. And uh, I look forward to chatting with you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Running After Age 40 podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate and give us a like in iTunes. Also check out our website, www.runningwithgrit.com for all things related to running over the age of 40. We have a special gift guide up for the holidays on the site designed to share stocking stuffer ideas and gifts for runners at pretty much every price. Thanks for listening.